Hey, so I'm not sure if you heard, but we are bringing back the private practice bootcamp experience. So listen, this will not be an ordinary bootcamp. Yes, that's right. We are glowing up your experience and your private practice. So what does this mean? Are you truly ready to glow up your private practice and your life? So I'm talking about crafting a big vision. Stop playing small. Who does that? Okay. We are dreaming big beyond just clarifying your niche. We are actually going to build up your confidence in your business as an abundant CEO. Now, listen, I've had the opportunity to host over 25 boot camps in the last five to six years. And I know that I am really good at teaching and delivering that information. But one thing that I have noticed that is missing with therapists right now is that they need a hype woman. They need someone to encourage them to show up and to glow up boldly and unapologetically. So here are the details. We start on May 20th. We are going strong for four days with also a bonus money session. We also have added our Facebook group with challenges and activities. Listen, y'all, we working. So in order to sign up to participate in all pieces, I want you to head down to the show notes and get on the bootcamp experience list so that you can get started with us. Now, also our private practice signature program DTA will also be opening soon. So make sure that you check the show notes and get on that notification list as well so that you can be the first to know about all the juicy bonuses that we have coming down the pipeline. It is glow up season. I will see you in the bootcamp. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Hey, welcome back. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and lifestyle branding coach. And so I want to welcome you back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. And to let you know, today will be a little different. So today you will be hearing my direct feedback from some live questions submitted through my Branding for Abundance online assessment. And what will happen is I won't disclose the person's name, but I will disclose where they're from and what uh, level of therapist that they are, because some people are interns, some people are, of course, licensed. And then you will hear a little bit about where they are struggling and then I will give them two tips and one recommendation. So are you ready? Let's get into it. Hi, this is Dr. TK and welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. We again have a special episode and as a guest, we have a clinician that is an MFT pre-licensed. She is from Brooklyn, New York, and she filled out the Branding for Abundance assessment. And so if you haven't had a chance to listen to the previous few episodes, most recently, um, I've had a clinician from Michigan. I've had a clinician um, from, and my goal is to have clinicians from various states, but I really hope that this information resonates with the clinicians who are listening pre and post licensure, because I do believe that a lot of people are stuck and our mindsets and our ability to scale up our thinking related to our personal and business and career goals. And we are just scared to take a leap of faith and do something that 
this clinician has done, which is fill out this form to let us know what her goals are and then also let us know what's holding her back. So per my usual, I am going to give her on this podcast episode two tips and also a recommendation. So um, if you do not have a pen and paper, definitely press pause and get your pen and paper ready because I'm going to give her a lot of nuggets, but it doesn't mean that you cannot participate. Okay. So again, this is a clinician from Brooklyn, New York. She is an MFT pre-licensed therapist. Um, She stated that her goal one year from today, so December 2020, she wants to obtain speaking engagements at public schools surrounding life transitions around adolescence. She's also interested in parenting classes, I'm guessing hosting parenting classes, and possibly hosting mother-daughter workshops. She enjoys reading, so she's also thinking about starting a book club, possibly online. And she also wants to be able to network with people from her community and online and pass the national exam to become licensed. So her fear, what's holding her back? She stated that she is afraid of not getting what she's dreaming of for herself. She said, and I quote, I have taken the national exam twice and failed by one point both times. So I think my confidence has definitely taken a hit. I am my biggest hurdle at this time, besides my age and youthful appearance, (laughs) okay? So my first tip, she is going to love this one, and I believe that the listeners on the podcast, you will enjoy this one as well. So licensed clinical psychologist, Takesha Jackson-Rudd, also known as me, Dr. TK, failed the first exam twice and the second exam once. I, in my past life, was not a good good test taker, okay? So one of my first tips to this individual clinician is mindset is key. The one thing that I know for a fact that got in my way of me passing the exam, because I too failed the first time by six points, the second time by three points. So I believe that the third time I'll just break even. And the third time, because my mindset scaled up, so I'll share with you what happened and what I did so that you can do the same, is that my points did not only break even, but they went up 54 points. That is un- that is statistically unheard of, okay? So what ended up happening is in the beginning of my studying years, even though, of course, I wanted to pass the exam, I was going along the times of telling myself, even though I'm good at what I do, even though I know all of this information and I'm passing all the tests at home, I'm not a good test taker. And because I had already put that into um, my conscience, you know, um, I started saying it, which means that your words become your reality. Unfortunately, that became my reality, okay, is that I ended up failing the test because that did reinforce kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy that I don't take tests well because I've never had. Any standardized test, I would bomb, okay? So I decided to take it again, but I started to notice that my mindset started to change because one, I was not going to let a lot of time pass because I also heard that if you let a lot of time pass, the information will also leave your brain because it is a lot of information for what we took, which was the ETPP for psychology. And so 
my friend came over to my house one night and she pulled out the big, what is it, the five inch ring binder, like the biggest one you can find at Staples. Um, I had all of my testing materials in there because I made copies just so I could take it around everywhere and take the pages out when needed. So we sat on the bed literally for four hours one night. This was the day after I failed and the first time. And she said, I want to see if you really don't know this content. Like what the heck happened? Because the way that you talked in our classes, um, all the stuff that you do at work in an internship, I do not understand why you failed, right? So she pulled out the binder. I somehow have a, um, I'm a visual learner. That's the best way to explain it. So the way that I studied the information, I knew exactly where it was on the page. I knew what it looked like in my head. And literally when I was studying, I could, if you were to read me a question, all I would have to do is close my eyes, picture the question that you're asking me, and scan the book in my head. That sounds crazy, but that's just how my brain works. Okay, so um, she quizzed me, no lie, for like four hours. I kid you not, I am not exaggerating. I did not get any question wrong, not one. And she was like, what the heck? I don't understand how you sat here and let me quiz you for four hours, literally nonstop, except for maybe a bathroom break. And you didn't get any question incorrect. And I, she said, well, so she did therapy on me. And she said, what's going on in your head? What are you telling yourself? Because, you know, we're just learning, of course, CBT, how to implement it on real people. And so um, I said, I've been telling myself that I'm not a good test taker. She was like, why would you tell yourself that? I said, because it's the truth. And she said, but that doesn't have to be your current truth. I mean, she didn't say those words, but that's what I took from it. And I said, you're right. So I started listening to some mindset things because that's when I first started getting into personal development. And when I took the second test, I'm not going to lie. My mindset had changed a little bit, but I still woke up believing, well, if I don't pass this test, maybe I shouldn't even, this might sound familiar to some of you who are listening to the podcast. Maybe I won't even tell people when I'm taking the test just in case I fail. So just because I didn't wake up and say I'm no longer a good test taker, I was still technically saying the same statement, just using different words, because I did not want to tell people that I was taking the test, because if I failed, then I would have to explain to them that I failed yet again. And then hence, that would be internally to me that I let people down. So I didn't tell people that I was taking the test. And then the test results came back and I failed by three. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm doomed for like dead in the EPP world. So I took it again. And I even changed the time that I took it on the second time and that didn't help. I took it during lunch, knowing doggone well I'm a morning person. So the third time, these are the tips, okay? Um, tip number one, don't overstudy. There were certain there were 14 sections in the E Triple P. Okay. I believe that every psychology exam is very similar. It just has a different name with different sub subject headers. But the only subject header that I knew that I needed to study over and over again was statistics because it's more about memorization and your ability to look at a question and apply, you know, um, the worded question and break it down. Um, another tip is don't study sleepy because the information will leave your head. Um, try to make some type of mnemonic or um, like acronym for what you're trying to learn. Also try to apply what you're learning or what you're studying to the work that you're currently doing. That was actually one of the best pieces of advice because it's not like we have time off and we're collecting hours. And the EPPP, you can take it right after graduation. So one of the things I did while I was working at the high school and with other populations at the time is that even if it was treatment interventions, I was practicing what I was learning for treatment interventions in the book 
for the test with my clients. And whatever I would get stuck on, I would just go back to my study materials and, you know, look up the answer and make sure that I was doing it correctly and then try again the next session. And it actually boosted up my client's progress because, of course, it was evidence-based practice, for example. So what I'm telling you is that some people overstudy. If you know the information, you know the information. Review it, take the study test, but don't oversaturate your brain. Also, don't overstimulate your brain by doing too much at one time. In one season of your life, you may believe that you can listen to music or you can be in a loud environment and study at the same time. One thing I do want to let you know is the way that your brain is set up is that the way that you study is the same way you have to take the test. Because if you don't, your brain won't know what to do. So think about it. Um, Right now, I have my podcast headphones on to drown out that external sound because in my home right now, the wind is blowing and you can't hear it, but I can. Okay, Um, kids are upstairs walking and I can hear it. Okay, but nevertheless, the reason why I'm giving you that example is that if I am studying in the office and I have on these noise cancellation headphones, I am studying in a very quiet space very serene space. I have my diffuser on. It's quiet. It's it's nice. Okay. When I go to the testing center, I'm also going to be in a very quiet space. Maybe not with my diffuser, but it's going to be quiet. It's going to be serene. I'm going to be positive minded. And I'm also going to have headphones on that ideally will drown out the sound. So if you study in a loud environment and then you go into a very quiet environment, what do you think is going to happen? You'll probably feel low-key like PTSD. Your body's going to react very opposite of what it's used to. So try to condition your body in the same way that it needs to get used to while taking the test. And last tip, please rest before the day before your test. Rest the day before your test, okay? So what that looks like for me, and I thought that that was crazy, but that was one of the best things that had ever happened to me, is I, we, you know, I'm in LA, so... I had a friend that liked to ride his bike. So I said, hey, I don't have a bike. He said, oh, you can rent a bike at the beach. He likes to ride his bike from Santa Monica to Venice Beach often. And this may be like less than 30 minutes, you know, nice weather. So I decided to take the day off. He said, don't you have to study for your test? I'm like, I'm good. Because to me, just like as a college professor, I tell my students for a final or a test, if you don't know your material when you sit down in this class, don't even bring your notes to the final. Like if you don't know it, you don't know it today. So please stop. Okay, so I'll tell the same thing to you. If you don't know it the day before your big exam and you took taken all this time and maybe money to prep for this exam and you don't know the information yet, you don't know it. Okay, so one, don't position yourself like that. Study. Second thing I did is I did the bike ride. I enjoyed the scenery. I was mindful to where I was. I was not thinking about the test. It was difficult. I'm not going to lie. But I pushed it out. We went out to eat, got back on a bike, went back to Venice Beach, got in my car, went home, took a nap, ate again. I did review my study notes of the areas that I knew that were a little fluctuating with my memory. And then I went to sleep and that was it. I woke up the next morning. But guess what I also did that took it up a notch for my mindset? My alarm for 30 days straight was I passed, past tense, I passed the EEEE exam. I passed the EEEE exam. I put an affirmation on my wall that said in big font, congratulations, you passed the EEEE exam. This is your official letter. So what do you think I'm doing? I'm conditioning my mind. If you remember Pavlov and Skinner, 
conditioning, aka parent, I am conditioning my mind to understand and believe that I passed my test because your subconscious will believe what you tell it to believe. So if you tell it to believe that you passed your test, you will pass your test, okay? So no matter if you fail, keep going. So I really hope that you heard me because look at me. I am a serial six-figure entrepreneur on her way to seven figures. I have multiple streams of income. I get kudos from every job that I've had, every contract that I have. I continuously manifest great things in my business. And this is all coming from a person who failed the licensing exam and then passed. Okay, so that's your tip number one. So tip number two for this clinician is related to speaking. Now, in our previous episodes, I like to give different tips, even if it's on the same topic, because I don't want it to be redundant and I want you to get as inf- as much information as the listener as possible, okay? So one of the tips that I have for speaking is I do want to reinforce this one, what's your why? So to this clinician, what is your why? Meaning, will what you're talking about in the presence of your ideal uh, audience, will it lead them to another product or service? So for example, you stated that you wanted to possibly have a book club or maybe host, you know, mother and daughter workshops or parenting classes or workshops. So will your speaking engagements put people on your list to then sign up for any of those services? Okay. Because that's what you want to think about when you're tailoring what you are talking about. The next point is, are you present online right now? Because some people are in fear of getting in front of a group of people. And if you're not, maybe you're a little nervous. So I would suggest you use technology. And even if it's on your personal page, just start going live and telling your family and friends on Facebook or on Instagram beyond Snapchat, because that's a couple of seconds. But go live and tell people what you're doing. Tell people how you're investing your time and studying. You know, what are your goals? This is the perfect time of year to share people, share with people. And don't worry about what people are going to think about you, okay? Because that's a mindset thing. But share with people your vision board. I do it all the time, okay? Every single day, it's a blend of my personal life and business life because I focus on people branding their lifestyle for abundance, not just their business. So you have to create a presence online right now because that's also how you might get picked up for a speaking engagement. Myself, along with other speakers within my circle, have literally been DM'd and people have asked us to be on their podcast, on the radio show, and on their panel on the stage at very large events, okay? Um, Another tip is get online and start giving people tips on parenting. You don't have to be licensed to do that. If you've already been working with parents and you believe that you have good information or go study and get additional information, another point I have on here, but I'll go ahead and state it, is to become an expert in that field, go get certified as a um, a parenting coach, um, meaning You can go through the court systems or you can go just do a Google search in your area because we have some in California. I am certified to actually host through Los Angeles County Superior Court, uh, Department of Children and Family Services certified. I can host parenting classes and they are certified through the court, meaning they can get a progress letter from me stating that they've completed a certain amount of number of parenting classes and that can be marked off of their DCFS list for parenting. Okay, so you want to become an expert and position yourself. But to do that, you want to invest and learn more in that area. And then as you are learning or start with what you have and start presenting this information online to the parents. Okay, if you are spiritual and you go to church, 
See if there's space for you to talk to parents and maybe even just get questions. Gather their questions and then go back later and answer the questions in front of a group of people and or online. Tell these parents that you're online. Tell them where to go find you. And also turn this into some kind of, um, if you're going to do it on Instagram, for example, turn it into a TV show. You know, I'm going live every Tuesday for 30 minutes and I'm talking about parenting. You see that on a lot of people's pages, you know, check my TV show, my IGTV posted every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay, so position yourself as an expert. Get certified if you can in parenting before hosting classes and before licensure so that you can be positioned as the expert. Um, Get approved via courts if you can in your area because they can automatically generate referrals to you. Once you get certified, because you can start um, collaborating with the social workers in the actual courthouse, you can actually make flyers and put them in the courthouse in those particular offices. And social workers can tell the parents, hey, look on the um, bulletin board. There are a lot of resources and this is one of the ones that I recommend. And that can be your program. Um, And then for the book club online. Um, Same thing like the parenting uh, psychoeducation or information is you can go online once per week at least minimum and you can review a chapter from a book and then ask people for their input. Okay, so that was kind of like a third bonus sneak in for your book club because I just put it under speaking because you are speaking in front of another group of people. But that's something you can do and you can start it with a group of friends. You know, it doesn't have to cost initially. It can be free. But just tell people, hey, I'm reading this book for my personal development. This is how I'm going to level up my mindset the first 30 days in 2020. So who who wants to do this with me and then tell them the benefits of reading the book, which means you need to have read either uh, the cliff notes on YouTube or something to give you an idea. Or maybe you've read it before and you want to read it again because you're in a different season in your life. And then share with people the benefits and the possible outcome that they can have. By reading the book, if you've read it, share with them you're, you've read it again. You're going to read it again with them and you want them to participate and get feedback. And what you would do, I've seen it done before, is you go on Instagram Live at a particular time each week and you read an insert. You don't read a full chapter, but you read maybe a page or two. And then you open up the live call for questions or feedback. And then you kind of low-key have a coaching call, you know? So those are my tips. And I really hope that that was helpful for this clinician. That's located in New York. Okay, so this is um, my recommendation to this clinician. It is very clear that she is very driven. Um, She has a lot of goals that she wants to accomplish in the next 12 months. But I do believe that her mindset will get in the way. Okay, so what I am recommending beyond or I'm going to say before um, any type of business investment for coaching, because I do have the dope therapist tribe and that is a monthly membership that this clinician can join as well. But it would be best of me to tell her to first look into the Grind Setter Lifestyle course. And the reason for that is it's 10 weeks. It's pre-recorded live information within a course portal that she has for a lifetime. Meaning if she goes through a new season of her life where she's doubting herself, where she doesn't understand her value, where she's feeling like she's stuck, where she wants to develop a purpose, a fine-tuned purpose and a blueprint for her personal life and her business related to her mindset and get accountability with three live coaching calls to basically take her through a 90-day plan, which matches 
a 90-day goal for a new habit that also matches a business quarter, because each quarter is 90 days, then I would recommend this program because it dives deep into challenging those limiting beliefs, getting out of your own way, aka your own head, and allowing the therapist to low-key be your therapist without calling myself your therapist, okay? So I would highly recommend the Grind Center Lifestyle course. And if you, the listener, resonate with this individual meeting, you have so many ideas, but you feel like you will be your biggest obstacle, then you want to definitely sign up for the Grind Center Lifestyle course. It is not too late, okay? Um, right now, it's a couple of hours, a, a day or so before New Year's, but um, the program is starting at the beginning of January and it goes out for 10 weeks, so it's not too late. So just see the show notes, um, check out the information on the page, and if you feel like this is a good fit for you, then by all means, go ahead and sign up. So I want to thank the listeners of the podcast for tuning into today's um, phenomenal episode to be able to give this awesome clinician in New York this great feedback. Um, I want to thank her for jumping out on a leap of faith and asking these questions, being vulnerable to tell me where she's stuck and for allowing me to also share her information to others. Because again, my mission is to impact as many clinicians as I can to help them level up because I do not believe that anyone should level up level up by themselves. And so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I really hope that the clinician enjoyed this feedback. And for anyone, if you want information about the Dope Therapist Tribe membership program, if you want information about the mindset um, shifting course called the Grind Center Lifestyle Program, or if you want to see me live in the retreat, May 2020, Join me in Southern California for three days and specifically talk about self-care and branding because burnout is real and not understanding where your brand is, is real. Then you definitely want to show up and show out and you do not have to be licensed to come, but there are CEs available. So if you are interested in one or more of any of these programs, make sure to check the podcast show notes. Um, Outside of that, you have an awesome week. I love you. Wow. I really hope that you like what you heard today. So if you want to be the next person to complete your Branding for Abundance assessment and you would love for me to provide you with personalized feedback, guidance and suggestions and recommendations, be sure to visit the show notes and grab the link to complete your assessment. Remember, in order to level up, we must ask for help and be ready to receive it when it comes. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.